It's my journey. It's your journey. You need my help and I need yours. Cause we are following the Lord. It's my journey. It's your journey. But we won't make a trip alone. Cause we know God will lead us home. It's our journey of faith. It's our Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Saints Podcast. My name is Steve Bailey. Today, we'll be talking about the Holy House of Loretto. It was the era 1291 when the Saracens, or the Muslims, decided to vent their venom and hate against Christ and all things Christian. The Crusades were over. The Christians had been defeated and run out of the Holy Land. By destroying every holy place in Palestine, the Muslims thought that they could eliminate every sign or every vestige of Jesus' existence in history. So, top on their list, they would destroy the Holy House of Mary. Never again would Christians celebrate the Annunciation there. Never again would they be reminded of the Jewish girl's yes that helped to redeem the world. It was well known that Jesus' apostles and disciples began celebrating Mass in the Holy House of Nazareth soon after Jesus' death. It was a shrine from the earliest days of Christianity. There was an important place for the Saracens to destroy. This is where it all began. When the Saracens arrived with hatred in their hearts, craving to pillage and burn, they were astonished. There was nothing there. Only the grotto remained. They left it alone. It had no meaning to them. So our tradition tells us that the angels carried the holy house. They carried the holy house high above the mountains and deserts of the holy land across the expansive Mediterranean and Adriatic seas. We have called it Yugoslavia for years, but there is no more Yugoslavia. The closest to correct that we can determine would be modern-day Croatia. Although the pilgrims were given a name, which was sort of a conglomeration of Croatians and Slovenians, on May 10th, 1291, it quietly set down in the little hamlet of Tersato, far from the battle cries of Palestine. It was the early morning when the local people discovered, to their great surprise, a house resting on the ground. There was no foundation underneath it. Curious to see what it was, they ventured inside. They found a stone altar. On the altar was a cedar statue of Mother Mary standing with her divine son in her arms. The infant Jesus had two fingers of his right hand extended in a blessing. And with his left hand, he held a golden spear representing the world. Both Mary and Jesus were dressed in robes. Golden crowns were poised on both of their heads. These are not the same crowns which are on the statue of Our Lady and Child Jesus now. They were presented to the shrine by Pope John XXIII on October 4, 1962 on his visit there. The villagers were awestruck but confused until a short time later when Our Lady appeared to the local priest and said, Know that the house which has been brought up of late to your land, is the same in which I was born and brought up. Here, at the Annunciation of the Archangel Gabriel, I conceived the Creator of all things. Here the world of the Eternal Father became man. 
the altar which was brought with this house was consecrated by Peter, prince of the apostles. This house has come from Nazareth to your shores by the power of God, of whom nothing is impossible. And now, in order that you may bear testimony of all things, be healed. Your unexpected and sudden recovery shall confirm the truth of what I have declared to you. The priest, who had suffered for years from an illness, was immediately cured. He promptly told all the people, and word of this gift from God spread throughout the countryside. Pilgrims began coming immediately to the holy house of Nazareth. God had chosen to bring this little village, and the villagers lovingly responded by erecting a modest, quite primitive, building over the house to protect it from the elements. However, the joy the Croatians had experienced at having this most precious gift in their midst was short-lived. Three years and five months later, on December 10, 1294, the Holy House disappeared overnight from Croatia, never to return. Saddened by the loss, Nicholas, a devout man from Tersato, built a small church, a replica of the Holy House, on a hill where the original had stood. He placed an inscription, The Holy House of the Blessed Virgin came from Nazareth on 10th of May in the year of 1291 and left on the 10th of December, 1294. December 10th, 1294, in the area of Loreto, Italy, across the Adriatic and southwest of Tersato, shepherds reported seeing a house in the sky flying across the sea, supported by angels. They reported one of the angels who we believed to be with Michael, wore a red cape and seemed to be leading the others. They saw Our Lady and the baby Jesus seated on top of the house. The angels continued inland about four miles and landed with their precious house on its royal and its royal passengers into a wooded area called Banderula. The news spread, quickly drawing many people to the pilgrimage to the house, but they were not all working on the same agenda. Robbers came to waylay, rob, and beat the pilgrims. The faithful stopped coming, and the house quickly fell into neglect. The angels, who had been put in charge of protecting the house, lifted it again and set it down on a small hill in the middle of a farm. The only problem was this land was owned by two brothers named Antisi, who began fighting immediately over ownership of the house. So the angels moved the house a third time to another hill. This time, they placed it on the, in the middle of a road. The site it occupies now and has for the last 700 years. The angels had moved the holy house three times in one year. The people of Reconati and Loreto didn't know exactly what they had there. One day they had a road on which they rode their horses and carriages. The next day they had to go around the road because there was a building in the way. They knew it was a church and it had appeared miraculously. They knew about its movement from place to place the first year it was there. They had heard reports of the multitudes of miracles taking place as a result of praying at the church. But in 1296, that was all to change. Two years after it had landed in Loreto, Our Lady appeared to a very, very holy man, Paul of the Woods, who was a hermit. She explained the origin of the house and concluded with these words, It remained in the city of Nazareth to the great consolation of Christians until, by the permission of God, those who had reverenced this holy house were expelled from the city by the arms of the infidels. And since no honor was any longer paid to it, 
and it was in evident danger of being profaned by the infidels. In contempt of the Christian name, it seemed good to my beloved son to translate it from Nazareth to Croatia by the hands of angels, and afterwards to remove it to your land. There is a beautiful tradition which can actually be traced back to the 17th century, but most likely began a lot earlier, around the 14th or 15th century. It is called the Focarici. Along the close coastline of the Adriatic into the central part of Italy, actually to Loreto, on the evening of December 10th, bonfires are made to commemorate the angelic flight of the Holy House from Croatia to Italy. It has continued on into the 21st century. It is a beautiful tradition and tribute to Our Lady. As the Holy House became a popular place for pilgrims, a traffic problem developed. Typical of houses of that period, and often even now, there was just one opening at the side of the house. When the pilgrims tried to exit, they had to fight to get out because the crowds pushing and shoving to get in. Many were nearly crushed. Pope Clement VII decided to close the original door and have three doors built. He commissioned a famous architect to do the job. There may have been a problem in that no one asked Our Lady for permission. When the architect took his hammer to strike the first blow in the stone, his hand withered and he began to tremble helplessly. Regaining his strength, he fled from Loretto, never to return. After this, no one would go near this job. When the situation looked the dimmest, a cleric named Ventura Barino volunteered to do the job. He and his workmen fasted and prayed for three days before beginning. On the third day, Barino went up to the wall, fell to his knees, and prayed to Our Lady. His prayer went something like this. Dear Lady, I'm innocent. It's not really me striking this wall, but the Pope. He's doing this so that your holy house will be more accessible to those people who would venerate you here. So, if you're not happy with the task we are about to undertake... I would really appreciate it if you would take it up with the Pope and not me. With that, the men began their appointed task. They went about closing the one door, opening, and making three others, which still exist today. You can see the wooden beam that has been over the Holy Family's door. The original opening was filled with stones removed from the areas of the house where the three new openings had been made. Because of the enormous number of pilgrims coming to the shrine, the people of Loreto believed certain precautionary measures needed to be taken. They would have to brace the structure. They judged the house would not be able to support the weight of the pilgrims. In addition, they would have to preserve the holy building from the weather. So they covered it with a stone wall. But after the work was completed, the wall separated from the holy house. In the excavations beneath the house, there is enough room for a young boy to walk between the house and the wall that they had built. You can also see that even today, the house is not sitting on any type of foundation. The Holy House is considered the holiest place on earth. Blessed by the Holy Family who lived there and the angel Gabriel who appeared there to Mary, who was chosen not only to provide shelter and bring good news then, but for all time. For centuries, the custodians of the Holy House have been faithfully and lovingly caring for the shrine and spreading devotion to Our Lady of Loretto and her holy house. Also for centuries, the holy house has been a favorite shrine of saints, blesseds, and popes. Hundreds of saints have visited the holy house, including St. Therese of Lisieux, St. Maximilian Kolbe, St. John Bosco, St. Francis de Sales, St. Dominic Savio, 
St. Francis Cabrini, St. John Newman, St. Alphonse Liguori, to mention a few. Over 200 who have been canonized, beatified, or declared venerable by the church have come and prayed at the Holy House. Many popes have also come to Loretto. They supported the house, issued papal bulls affirming it, and granted special indulgences to the faithful who venerate the Blessed Mother in the Holy Shrine. Folks, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, this, this was taken from a Heavenly Army of Angels and uh, The Many Faces of Mary, Book 2 by Bob and Penny Lord, who, as you know, were, were very well-known uh, Catholic authors, were considered uh, experts on the saints. Uh, so the information about these two books will be uh, linked in the uh, uh, show notes below. This was really an abridged version of the Holy House of Loretto. Uh, there was lots of interesting facts that uh, that I didn't share here. Um, many popes, many to be saints, uh, to be blessed, to be venerated. Uh, uh, people were had visited the Holy House, uh, as you might recall in in uh, the podcast on Saint Francis de Sales, that uh, he uh, visited the Holy House on occasion and and really. Uh, uh, consecrated himself to chastity and, and celibacy in the Holy House to Our Lady. Uh, so v- very many stories about this. Um, the angels carry in the Holy House across the Mediterranean and Adriatic um, uh, was witnessed by you know farmers and peasants and and uh, shepherds in the field. So so you know take a look at that uh, story. Uh, one of the things I mentioned too that I wanted to bring light to is that I mentioned in the podcast on St. Francis de Sales that um, at the Holy Family Mission in Moralton, Arkansas, there was a replica of the Holy House. And what I failed to, as I began to uh, uh, think on what I what I had explained, was that it's a replica of the Holy House, but it's not a, a to scale replica. It's an actual full-size replica of the Holy House. Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, these two books talk about was that uh, there was a, uh, a bishop that wanted to thought it would be a good idea to take a piece of the actual Holy House and, and build a shrine around it. And he uh, fell into ill health and realized that it was because he actually took the took the actual stone or the actual brick from the Holy House and didn't ask permission from Our Lady that he could do that, that he fell ill. And once they returned that piece back, he regained his health and and uh, was able to proceed. But, um, but one of the relics that they have been able to give is that, I mentioned the wall that surrounded the Holy House just as a stabilizer, um, that they were actually able to give relics of that. And at the replica in Moralton, there's actually a relic of that um, retaining wall, so to speak, uh, there at the replica of the Holy House at, in Moralton. So please, if, if you're in the area of central Arkansas and you want to come see it, uh, give us a, give us a call, shoot us an email. Uh, my email as always will be below. Um, the folks at uh, Holy Family Mission in Moralton are always glad to take your calls and emails. Um, Brother Joseph, uh, Luzelena, uh, will be glad. Blanca will be glad to, uh, take your emails and take your calls. Uh, my email, I think I said in the first podcast, was uh, actually stated it wrong. It's uh, Steve Bailey Music in the number seven, so Steve Bailey Music seven at gmail.com. Um, so I invite you to reach out to us. Thank you for listening. Um, uh, we're always praying for you. We ask you to pray for us. We love you. Um, if there's anything we can do for you, anything we can pray for you, uh, please reach out to us. 
So having said all that, we'll see you in the next one. God bless. Thank you. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here's how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.